The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Possums, week 17 game previews, offensive points, you know where to find us, and we love you. Boys, let's do this. Nice, short and sweet, short and sweet. All right, championship weekend for a lot of people. Um, I'm sure at this point you kind of know who to start and who to sit, but we're, you know, we still need to talk to the games. We still need to say what we think is going to happen, that kind of thing. So we'll start out with Miami, Tennessee. Uh Three weeks ago, I would have told you this is not an interesting game at all, but it has turned into a very interesting game because both of these teams are headed towards a potential playoff um, spot. Tennessee is looking to clinch the division, I'm pretty sure, in this game. Um, So my start's pretty simple in this game. We're starting A.J. Brown. He came back with a vengeance last week. He looked like old A.J. Brown. He looked like the guy that we said before the season was going to potentially be wide receiver one overall. He looked just like it. Tennessee is starting to look like themselves again, and it's exciting to see because they were able to weather the storm through the injuries in the middle of the season to get to where they are now. And against Miami would be a good time for them to prove that they are officially all the way back. So start for this game would be A.J. Brown for Tennessee for Miami. You got to start Waddle, obviously. He's kind of a must start at this at this point in time. But other than that, I'm not really trusting anybody else. My sits for this game are Miami running backs because Tennessee has a ferocious front that is um, doing really, really well against running backs. You really need to beat them through the air. And my also sit for this game is Tannehill. Um, as anybody who watched Ian Book's poor, poor rookie performance on Monday night, that Miami defense has come alive. They are coming right through your front uh, offensive line and they are going to annihilate you in the backfield. So my stop is stop sleeping on these two teams. They're looking and rounding into form right before the playoffs. They look good. Tennessee is going to get really scary here come playoff time when they get Derrick Henry back potentially, and you are not going to want to see them in your side of the playoff bracket. Miami is a fraud. I agree. 
That is one crazy their thing. Their defense about... isn't, but they are as a whole. No, their True. defense isn't, but they're just the seven game streak has come across a broken Tyrod Taylor and an inefficient Lamar Jackson. Joe Jets fucking twice. Flacco. <laughs> Cam Newton Jets throwing twice. for 92 yards and then getting bencher PJ Walker, Zach Wilson, and Ian Book. So they're frauds. I hit them. I, I agree. I mean, they have had just a really easy time, but it's still impressive what they've done in general. No, I love Brian Flores. I, I think two is starting to play better. But you know. I mean, even good teams have been slipping up. Just the fact that they've, they've buttoned things up enough to where they're not losing these stupid games like Arizona losing to Detroit or Philly losing to the Giants a couple weeks ago. Like, they've buttoned wow. up those kind of okay. stupid losses. What's well, a stupid <laughs> loss? Come on now. Giants suck. Bit. And yeah, I just saw the Eagles and immediately thought of them. Sorry. I see that. Um, I mean, there was like the, the, the game last week where uh, Houston beat the Chargers. You could have brought up. You had to bring up the Eagles. Giants. Well, char- I, speaking of frauds, we'll get to that eventually. But the Chargers <laughs> are complete fucking frauds. Yeah, they so- have to have Mike Williams to win a football game. They had Keenan Allen out there. Couldn't win a fucking football game. They didn't throw to the- Keenan Allen. Exactly. Frauds. Sorry. That's it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what's cool about this week for fantasy purposes and just NFL purposes, just for watching pleasure, if you're already done like I am, um, I, I'm just I'm excited because there's a lot of like implications here, whether it be seeding or trying to get in the playoffs. There's no one's booked anything yet. Like it's all like everything's open right now. So um, I, I guess I'll go ahead and probably get into one of the more, more exciting games. Um, it's Casey Cincinnati. And I'm just going to go ahead and start with my stop. And I'm going to give a little preview here. Uh, are we all done talking about how the Chiefs aren't good anymore uh, after winning eight straight and being the number one seed at the moment? Uh, I'm liking their chances to make it back to the Super Bowl again. Okay, good. Good. Glad that we cleared that one up. So um, they play against the oft confusing Bengals this week. Who knows which Bengals team is going to show up this week, uh, but they are in win now mode for Cincy and I'm expecting them to show up. Uh, their defense has seemed to have gotten a little bit more consistent over the last few weeks as well. So, uh, my start here, and this is pretty obvious because I'm not trying to get too too uh, dicey here and try to get you some sneaky Byron Pringles over here, but uh, my start's Tyler Boyd. Um, you're, start, you're starting T. Higgins and Chase uh, because of his upside, but Boyd has been kind of overshadowed this entire year by Higgins and, of course, Chase. Uh, but by now, I, Boyd has had back-to-back 20-pointers, and I think he's worked his way into playable status at this point if you need him, uh, especially in a game that this, this has shootout written all over it. I know the Chiefs defense has been better the last few weeks, but, like, you can't be that excited about the chiefs defense going against this ridiculous offense. Um, and then my sit is all chiefs, not named Hill or Kelsey. Of course, this is excluding Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I'm talking about position players here. I think we're all kind of hoping for a Josh Gordon showing after Kelsey was ruled out, or at least I was, um, but that couldn't be further from the case. He had the three targets and zero catches. So instead we got a Pringle game and I don't know. He's not the number two. Don't don't think he is because he isn't. And don't chance your playoffs on shit like that. Uh, I I do get the Daryl Williams hype here uh, with Edwards Lair probably out or officially out. I don't know. I haven't looked. Uh, but I personally wouldn't do it. Even when he is starting running back, he is very pass reliant. And we know Mahomes does whatever Mahomes wants to do. So if you need to start him, sure. But in reality, it's Hill and Kelsey for skill positions on KC. I just... You're never starting any of the other wide receivers, but Daryl Williams is a if you need him kind of guy. I agree. Absolutely. All right. Uh Buffalo Atlanta should be an interesting game. Um Buffalo actually played their most complete game of the year last week against the Patriots. Their confidence has to be at an all-time high coming into this one. 
They're firing on all cylinders, and now they get Atlanta. So Josh Allen has to be really excited about this matchup. Atlanta is giving up 250 pass yards on average, but they've only given up two rushing touchdowns to QBs all year. I think that's going to change this week. Uh, Gabriel Davis should be back this week. Um, Isaiah McKenzie had 11 receptions last week, but with Gabriel Davis back, that'll cut into that. Beasley is probably going to miss this one too. Um, but uh, I like Knox. The Falcons are decent against tight ends, but I like Knox in this one. I actually like all of the Bills, including Devin Singletary in this one, which I always talk shit on him. I don't trust Bills running backs, but you could use him in a pinch this week. Kyle Pitts is coming off at 13 for 235 his last three games. Uh, no touchdowns, but that's going to change this week. He gets uh, He gets in the end zone here. Uh, the Bills have been susceptible to the run, and Patterson should get, you know, five to seven catches, a bunch of rushes. Should be pretty good. Gage can be used, but I do not expect a huge game from him. In fact, I would advise sitting Russell Gage. I would advise starting Kyle Pitts, and I'm going to – I don't have a stop. I don't need one. I like this game. <laughs> Atlanta's still alive for the playoffs by some miracle. Yeah. I cannot believe that you're telling me them people not to play Russell Gage. I don't like it. Do you have any other reasonings other than you don't like yeah. it? Poyer, Hyde, freaking whoever else is back there. I, I get it. Like I get it. I, you run it. on the Bills, you do not pass on the Bills. That's fair. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay. Let's get into another really good playoff game for one team. Uh the Rams versus the Ravens. So I think in this game, you're, you're keeping it simple. You're going to start big Mark Andrews. You're going to start Cooper cup. You're going to start Matt Stafford um, past that. I'm not exactly sure who you would trust on the Ravens or the Rams. Maybe you need to start Odell. That's understandable. Um, I think you're kind of limited what you can do, but you just saw what Joe Burrow did against them last week. They got embarrassed and that's, I don't know if that's a Bengals only kind of thing, but Baltimore, you know, they're 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 very susceptible through the pass. My sit in this game, I think it's got to be Lamar Jackson, even if he comes back from his ankle injury without having the ability to rush efficiently. I don't know how you can start him in, as your quarterback uh, if you've made it to the championship with him as your quarterback. I don't know, you know, maybe you had Huntley and have kept him in. I don't know how you can feel good with Lamar. Maybe you look for a streamer option this week. Um, don't really have a stop for these teams. The Rams look like they're ready to go to the playoffs already. Um, and I think they pretty they beat Baltimore pretty easily. Cool. I don't have anything to say either. Yeah. Um, you killed it. You knocked it out of the park, man. Knocked it There's out. There's really of the park. nothing like to speculate on. Like these teams have pretty much told on themselves at this point. Well, it's hard to speculate, and you don't want to. I'm not throwing out any sleeper sleepers because I'm not having anyone come back and be like, "I lost my championship because Josh Hall's an asshole." Um, speaking of Josh Hall being an asshole, let's talk about the Eagles. Um, Yay! First half of that Eagles Giants game was just awful and thankfully they did show up in the second half but as a team who is currently in a playoff position and poised to face dallas uh you can't do that kind of stuff in the first half so uh they've kind of been doing it all this year um and pretty much all year where they just continue to like play terrible in the first part of the game and that needs to stop now if they're gonna do anything so 
Fortunately, the Eagles, uh, fortunately for the Eagles, the Washington and Minnesota and Saints all lost last week, and that made it a bit easier and a little bit of a chance to clinch this week. So Washington, on the other hand, kind of holds the key to their own destiny. So if they beat the Eagles this week and win in week 18 and the Eagles lose Dallas, there's a couple uh, uh, obviously different ways like this can happen. They could make that final playoff spot as well. So similarly for the Eagles, if they just win here, they're essentially in, especially with the Vikings loss to the Packers. So a lot of playoff implications in this game, which is what I really like about these games this week. Uh, my start here, I really want to say Devontae Smith. I have a feeling with Howard and Sanders out, I would love to start Devontae Smith, but I'm only doing that if I'm desperate. Only doing that if you're desperate. Like like some COVID guy pops up and he's your third string wide receiver and you're like, ah, shit, I got to put him in. Uh, but really, the start here is Boston Scott, uh, and I'm not happy about it. Um, Eagles seem poised to run the ball no matter who's in there. So and it's not going to be Sanders and most likely won't be Howard. And a little carry on Johnson sighting, which I'm pretty excited about. I'm hoping he gets a little <laughs> bit of work. Um, but Scott's the next man up and Scott should have a large workload. I don't trust Gainwell. I think Gainwell was a bust personally. Um, he might play a role in the future, but as of right now, he has done like three good things all year. Um, and my sit here is McLaurin, which is really unfortunate. Of course, Gary T had to go up against Slay, Trevon Diggs, and then Slay in three straight games. Uh, at this point, other than a couple dump-offs or like a hopeful long pass, McLaurin most likely won't be scoring many points. Sadly, I, I think he's left on the bench for the championship here. Um, as these last two weeks, I'm sure you've seen the stats. They don't look good. And my stop is for the Eagles. Stop making games harder than they need to be. We had like the easiest schedule at the end here, which like everyone's still shocked that we're like even in the playoffs, but they keep shooting themselves in the foot and they got to stop doing that. Easy games are harder than they need to be at this point. So uh, these next two are essentially warmups for the playoffs, in my opinion, um, especially next week. If somehow the Cowboys are still playing and we're still playing for a spot. Uh, you have to start out hot and prove you deserve to be a playoff team. Otherwise, just lose and save us the humiliation against the Cowboys like you did in 2010. We lost to the Cowboys in Week 17 and then lost to them in the first round of the playoffs in 2010, for those who don't know. Oh. And that's what's shaping up to be this. Unless I'm really hoping the seeding changes around because I actually feel better about playing the Rams and some of these other teams than I do the Cowboys right now. Fair enough. Nice Eagles history lesson there. I don't know what this Eagles are going to drop one of these. Let's be honest. They're going to drop the Cowboys one. I assume they're going to win next this week, but honestly, I, I, you can't, you can't say anything. I mean, they're pretty much back to full strength at this point. So I don't know what's going on with Curtis Samuel or if he's even still alive, but fair enough. Yeah. Speaking they have to win. They Eagles have to win this history. week. Two storied franchises. Known for their vaunted defenses, the Giants and the Chicago fucking Bears. Um, it's not going to be a good game. We got a uh, big dick Nick in this one. Oh, is he starting no. again? No, I think it's Fields. But I oh, I hope it's Nick victory. Foles, dude. I hope it's Nick Foles. I wanted to celebrate his victory from last week on that one. Um, anyway, who knows what the Bears? Uh, the line is absolutely in shambles at this point. The run game was not even a strength against the Seahawks. 1.9 yards per carry. Oof, it's not good. Uh, Mooney had nine targets. Uh, he should be able to navigate this Giants defense, and Monty was the leading receiver last week. We're starting Monty and Mooney and nobody else in this game. Um, 
Well, actually, on the Bears. We're starting Saquon on the Giants. Uh, Sean Diassi has the Bears defense playing pretty good right now. Uh, whoever starts, is it Mike Leonard or Jake Fromm, um, is really going to have their work cut out for him. So they're going to lead on Saquon. I think he's the only guy you can trust. I do like Kadarius Toney as a DFS play, running the short routes, but uh, there's not really anything else to like about this game. I don't really even want to watch it, to be to be completely honest with you. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, moving on. Arizona versus Dallas. This is a very, very important game. Um, when it comes to the playoff picture, Dallas – actually, both of these teams are, are locked into the playoffs. It's a matter of seeding at this point. Dallas probably has the NFC East locked up, and then Arizona is going to fight with the Rams for the number one seed in the NFC West. Start for this game is Prescott and the Dallas wide receivers. I think that's pretty simple. Arizona is very susceptible to the pass. Um, and then for Arizona, I Kyler Murray, I think you got to keep him going. And then Christian Kirk, I think uh, he's kind of emerged. A.J. Green, if you're extremely desperate for a flex option, maybe in your championship, but probably all I'm going with there. The Arizona running backs are – Dallas's uh, front is kind of good, so running against them is kind of – hit or miss and you don't really know who's going to run in the touchdown i wouldn't say chase edmonds probably but maybe james connor falls in the end zone maybe he gets one of those weird wildcat things and maybe that's the direction you go but other than that i don't know who else you could go with in, in this game dalton schultz sure throw him in there zach Ertz as well probably good to get some targets um my stop i actually have a little it's not a conspiracy it's just a thought I think Arizona is holding back. When you, when you watch Arizona play football these last four or five weeks, it doesn't look right. And it's not because DeAndre Hopkins isn't out there. Kyler's not scrambling. Like it, it just looks it looks like they're saving something like for the, the playoffs. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to be completely wrong and they're going to get embarrassed in the playoffs. But something makes me feel like they're not using their full playbook or something in these games. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. Maybe it's just me trying to galaxy brain the Cardinals and how bad they've been. But it just feels like there's a piece missing to the offense, and I feel like they're just not using it. Honestly, I completely agree. I think they looked better when Kyler was out after the injury situation. I mean, he looked obviously they looked better before that, but since these last few weeks, they've almost looked better without Kyler the few weeks before that. So and the fact that they kept winning during that, but I will say I do like Zach Ertz this week a lot. Um, I feel like he's getting a lot of work. Personally. Problem is yeah. he's going to be matched up with maybe Parsons and that's fair. It's a tough ask I just, for anybody. I just like Ertz. I'm not, I'm not telling anyone to start anyone. I just, I just said I like Ertz. I just, I mean, I just feel like when they get to the playoffs, they're going to finally unleash Kyler to run as he's been running every mm-hmm. play that Kyler Murray is out there, he could get eight yards on a run, just scrambling around running. Like, a, you know, he's a chicken with his head cut off. Like he could get you eight yards anytime you ask him to. So why I'm really bad. He didn't get to? that 70 yard touchdown. It's confusing. Last game. I don't know. Just outrun the defensive we'll back. We'll see. Maybe they get, like I said, maybe they get embarrassed and we are looking back. At, by the way, by, this is another thing. Sorry to keep continuing on with this game. If Arizona loses in the playoffs in the first round, I think Cliff Kingsbury's out 
That team is too talented. It's way too talented. They are too good of a football team, and they just looked like an absolute joke when they played Indianapolis. Another time, that they should have won that game. Yeah, uh, they, they held Jonathan Taylor pretty well in check, and they forced Carson Wentz to throw the football, and mm-hmm. they won the game. Like, that's no. Any team that plays Indianapolis and holds Jonathan Taylor, he did have 100 yards still, but most of that was that on was that it, first though. big run. And if you can hold him in check, they should not win a football game against you. Carson Wentz is not beating a football team. As he wears his Kyler Murray jersey, he's just steaming. It's a homer. Th- it's steaming. a homer thing, but it's. I just I hate watching football when it seems like we know better than what's going on. I you know I hate feeling that way because it's. Like, I have a feeling course, that they're probably the holding coach, back because. Like, they probably don't really have they they know they don't really have a chance at that number one seed like they do but they don't and why risk well the only thing injuries? would be would be beating the Rams like that's the only thing is taking the home field advantage from the Rams yeah so I mean honestly in my opinion I, maybe they're just being smart and trying to keep everyone healthy because they have dealt with a lot of injuries this year we'll see so all right anyway another game with playoff uh you know aspirations. The New York Jets take on Tampa Bay. Uh, just, I'm, I'm kidding. It's, it's, it's pretty much a cakewalk <laughs> here. But how's it going? Yeah, I, I just yeah. thought it was pretty good because there's so many awesome. games left, and like people are like, oh, New York Jets, right? All right. Anyway, uh, as predicted, Antonio Brown had himself a day with Godwin and Evans out. Gronk had a slightly confusing two targets, though. I don't understand that. And Rojo honestly didn't really look that hot. Um, personally, I think the coolest thing from this game was the rare Keyshawn Vaughn sighting. Back from uh, the dead. Finally did something. Had a nice 55-yard touchdown. So something look, to look forward to uh, getting a shot in the future, perhaps on another team, hopefully. Hint, hint. Best ball king. Yeah. Um, this Jets matchup is phenomenal timing for the Bucks, as they should just dominate and have an opportunity to move closer to that number one seed. So uh, the only real bright note for the Jets is uh, Michael Carter. Uh, seems to be really good. Um, so they got that going for them. And hopefully they figure out something else for the rest of the team in the offseason. Uh, start is AB and Rojo. Um, that's pretty self-explanatory. And my sit is pretty much everyone else. Unless Evans plays. I get Gronk, uh, but Gronk only really seems to be used when the team is down. And I don't really expect them being down in this game. So obviously you're sitting the Jets roster. And my stop is... It's kind of an open letter to the NFL. Me and Joe had this conversation a little earlier. Stop Tom Brady. We're good. <laughs> He's got enough rings. No one really wants to see him win another one, except for randomly Joe. I would rather see the Browns win a ring. I'd rather see the Cowboys. Okay, I can't say that. I just don't want to see Tom kiss his fucking kids on the lips anymore. I'm tired of that. It's fucking gross. Huh. It, it, it plasters my news feed. I got to see it a bunch of times. Um uh, I'm cool with Tom Brady. Like he's a freak of all freaks. We, I don't think anyone's going to deny that he's the goat of all time. I don't think anyone's ever going to break his records. So like, just don't win another one. Someone beat him. I don't care who it is. Somebody beat him every year. I don't make think him cry. Gonna make it. Bro, I fucking hated Tom Brady for so many years. And at this point, it's just amusing at this point. I just, you know, so whatever. As well, I'm so getting I, older, I appreciate an old guy. I like fun Tom Brady. I don't ass. like yeah. lame Tom Brady. So the thing is, is, I was cool with him winning for Tampa Bay because I actually liked a lot of the people on Tampa Bay, and they all, a lot of them deserved rings, honestly. Like JPP, Godwin, Fournette. They all got one. They're good. Somebody else beat them. I hear you. I like it. I like it. I hope they win another one. 
fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of great quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers gets to play Minnesota this week. Um, the last time these play these teams played, they scored sixty five points. So it's great fantasy day. Uh, JJ and Devonta Adams both had massive games. NVS and Cook had really solid games. Aaron Jones did not play in that one, but I expect a whole lot of the same. Uh, Cook is off the cover list. He's good to go. Obviously, you're starting J.J. and Adams. Thielen is out for the season, so now K.J. Osborne, again, is a great flex and DFS guy. On the Green Bay side, Aaron Jones and Dylan are still splitting. I like Aaron Jones for the receiving ability. It'll be interesting to see him work against the Vikings. You're starting Adams, and Rodgers is absolutely going to terrorize this defense. Uh, this game is pretty cut and dry. I like MBS as a sneaky go in DFS. Um, so really what we're doing, we're starting just about everybody. Uh, we're sitting everybody else. Okay. Well, I yeah. think that's pretty pretty distinct. Yeah, that one's easy. Um, yeah, man. I feel like my lineups are going to have a lot of K.J. Osborne this week. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I am in Braxton Berrios from the Jets. Fun fact, uh, my brother-in-law made him fill me out a lineup. It was god-awful. He put Nwangu. He just picked cool people with cool names. But he put oh. K.J. Osborne in there, and I was like, no, no, don't don't put him in there. He's like the third string. We don't need him. Dude ended up having like 17 points. I was like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. He's caught, he caught that garbage time touchdown last week, I think. Yeah. Ended up scoring me some cash. And yeah, no, I, I mean, the, the lineup was garbage, but I was like, don't put him in there. Come on, man. There's He's the third string, and then he ended up right. doing well. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> and poor, poor Thielen, man. Yeah. Another year, another sad in another year another millions of dollars yeah i think that's the truth well he's, he's old so i mean you know i mean i guess he's our age so i can't really say old you can give me his salary for a year and literally run over my foot with a car you know i think you're right i think i would do the same thing yeah agreed okay on that's to terrible. houston versus san francisco this has playoff hopes for one team because san francisco needs to get their shit together or they're going to be on the outside looking in you know, who's going to get... take? Who's going to take it from them? Minnesota? No, they're. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to look at the it. Saints. But... No, could be the it's, Saints. They're they're in the playoffs basically, but I mean, they do need to get their shit together. I agree. Well, there's only what three spots open right now. Yeah, it's, it's well, the it's pretty much San Francisco and the Eagles that are on the outskirts, and then Minnesota, the Saints, and. The Falcons somehow have a chance at them. So Falcons. Yeah. So I mean, in reality, it's pretty much the well, way it is. Let's Minnesota just put it this way: they just need to get their shit together. San Francisco needs they to do. start paying attention, and they cannot drop one like the Los Angeles Chargers did last week against Houston. Who, while they're not playing for anything important, um, they still need to try, and they are finding you know ways to win the game. Rex Burkhead came back from the dead Fucking last Rex week. Burkhead. Hundred and he had like the second most yards or points, I think, total for running backs. So, you know, he's still out here doing it. So my starts for this is Elijah Mitchell, if he plays. Caveat, he's supposed to, but I'm not not hundred percent sure he's in the game yet. Um, and then obviously your Kittle, your Debo, let's you know, not get crazy there. And your sit um, is Trey Sermon, right? Of course, every okay. week forever. <laughs> Um, might be on maybe just a drop if you have them on your team. Maybe just drop them. <laughs> I hope you've um, done that. I hope so too. But my start for this it, on the other side for Houston, I think Davis Mills 
this is a good spot for him. If you're on Superflex, I think this is your your second guy that you're going to end up getting a lot of points from. San Francisco is terrible against the pass, pretty good against the run. So I think if you're Davis Mills, you just let it fly and see who you can throw to. Brandon Cooks was on COVID list last week. He should be back for this game. And when Brandon Cooks is in there, Davis Mills can make it happen. So um, I, I don't really have a sit for this game because, I mean, other than the obvious, like, I don't think you're starting Chris Conley, for example, or maybe you start Brevin Jordan for Houston if you desperately need a tight end, but they'd have to be pretty desperate at this point. Uh, but I don't really have a sit. And my stop for this game is stop doubting all of the quarterbacks in this game because I think you, Davis Mills, good quarterback. Trey Lance, this is his time to shine if he's playing. Garoppolo still has a chance to play even with his like detached thumb. Somehow he's still, you know, going to play in the game possibly. So any quarterback starts in this game, stop doubting them. They can win. They can win you some games. Hmm. Hmm. San Francisco, get your shit together. I had Super Bowl odds on you. Um, I picked first, and I had like the worst games. I just I felt like I've, I've had enough. I don't know why you picked all these. Like, you gave me a good slate here. I did. There were some really good games out there. I just I feel like I've talked about these people a lot, so I'm gonna go to a, a, some teams that I haven't talked to. I talked about a lot. So uh, I got Carolina, New Orleans, um, and I want to talk about it. Pour one out for my man Cam Newton. Sadly enough, <laughs> he is officially done. Um, he can still play a backup role somewhere. Um, but the the bad news, the good and bad news is Darnold's pretty much most likely out too. Uh, they're both bad. And so is this team uh, until they get a real quarterback. Um, both teams in this Carolina, New Orleans looked absolutely horrid. Um, I, New Orleans just keeps finding ways to look to be terrible. Uh, the absolute nonsense of putting their season on the line and letting Ian book go out there and try his best. Uh, even though they only gave Kamara the ball 15 times when you'd think that that's a 30 timer, at least, I don't know, 20 carries at the very least. Um, so I don't know if I was a saints fan, I'd be ashamed, uh, considering they're now facing a very Taysom uphill battle. Couldn't, uh, <laughs> couldn't get away without a pun on that one. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was funny. Fuck you guys. Uh, but <laughs> the start sit stops really easy here. Uh, the sit is everyone. Um, you're not starting it. You, you, you know, you're not starting anyone here. So your start is no one as well. I just, you can't feel good about starting anyone. I get the Taysom Hill. If you if you had to, but like still no, he had that one good week and then that one bad week and then he was gone for COVID. So I, I don't know. And my stop is stop not using your best players. Kamara not having twenty carries in this game is an absolute embarrassment. I don't. I, Sean Payton's a great coach. You'd think he'd be smarter than that. Uh, and then DJ Moore not being able to get more than six catches in a game should show that you need a new quarterback. Hopefully your teams can get healthy and be a little bit more competitive next year. But that's what I got for you for now. Remember when Sam Darnold had like five rushing touchdowns and we were like, what the hell is happening? Good times. Not for Joe, but for the rest of us, it was fun. No, he, he, the first three games, he looked fucking phenomenal. And then it wasn't even McCaffrey got out. Actually, it was McCaffrey was injured, but no, he it doesn't suck for me games. because you assholes fell for it. I didn't fall for it. I was like, hey, good. He we were laughing at the joke, Joe. That was all. Yeah. No, I, I thought that, hey, he's finally getting a fair shake at things. He's getting a chance to not be on the Jets, and then he blew it. I mean, it's on him. No. All right. Vegas at Indy. Um, Carson Wentz, COVID jail. Jonathan Taylor, superstar. 
Uh, Sam Ellinger will likely start for the Colts. Uh, I have very little idea of who he is going to throw it to or if it will be accurately. Uh, he would have practiced time with Michael Strachan and Ashton Dolan. Um, Michael Strachan's on that team? No, Strachan. A little, little different. Uh, Strachan was a preseason star, and Dolan has scored twice recently. Um, but I would assume he would look to the tight end and the dump-offs to Taylor. Um, Taylor is your absolute start, DFS start. You're obviously starting him. Uh, Pittman's the wide receiver one on this team, and I think they should make Ellinger force him the ball. Um, probably with lots of uh, interceptions, but oh well. Uh, Josh Jacobs, you're starting him. Indy's run defense is actually really playing some ball right now, so I wouldn't be confident about it, but he could fall in the end zone twice. Darren Waller, out for the season. Hunter Renfro has actually been a top option at wide receiver with Waller out, and it looks like Darius Leonard is actually going to clear protocol, uh, COVID protocol, so Foster Moreau will have a tough matchup. If you're really looking for someone in DFS that I like this week, it is Zay Jones. Um, that is all. Weird, weird game. Yeah, yeah. Right. Very, very weird game. Okay, well, on to another potentially weird game: Denver versus the Chargers. Um, the Chargers. I don't know what in the hell's going on. We all were like Cost super pumped, super pumped about Justin Herbert. Said he was the second coming, you know, of, you know, any good quarterback from the past. He has looked mad average lately. And last week he wasn't really missing anybody of note. I mean, hell, Joe thinks Mike Williams shouldn't even be in the NFL. If he wasn't in the in this game, apparently they can't throw the ball anymore. So I don't know what in the world was going on last week. But now they come up against Denver. Denver's defense Sneaky good. Now that they don't have Von Miller apparently holding them back, they're good defense again. <laughs> and Denver's <laughs> offense, still bad. Suspiciously. Yeah, so my start for this game is Denver running backs. If Rex Burkhead's old ass can do that against the Chargers, just wait until Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon get a couple swings at it. I think they're both good players this week. Um, as far as the Chargers, it's Jekyll and Hyde. I think you got to start Keenan Allen, but you don't feel confident about it. And then if Eckler's back, you play him. But Denver's front four, you know, their defensive line looks great. So do I even, you know, would you even trust Eckler at this point? I don't even know. You absolutely trust Eckler. Pass catching alone. I mean, you probably have to. Yeah, you can't can't sit Eckler if you made it to the championship. Yeah, and you have Eckler on your team. Um, But other than that, I don't think I I trust anybody on the Chargers, and that includes Herbert. Um, Eckler, sure. Herbert. You probably don't have another option if you made it to the championship, but so I have I have heard a Herbert roller coaster in our league. And after if I like let's say hypothetically our championship was this week and somehow I made it after Herbert's terrible performance, I'm sitting Herbert. I'd play Herbert. I would. And my stop is just stop slacking chargers. It's just ridiculous. He should be much better. They go toe to toe with the Chiefs one week and then they get in my opinion, they got blown out by the Houston Texans. Yeah. They oh, did yeah. that game. It, it it only was like a 12 point win, but boy, did it feel like it was like 30 points at, by the time it was over. Um, that was yeah. sad. Herbert pretty much cost me my championship and I'm a little upset about it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if you're going to hold a grudge about that. I will. He's going to be my <laughs> new, uh, Stefan Diggs. I didn't have Fair him. Enough. I got does he belong in the NFL? <laughs> Yeah, he does. He's still really good. I'm just, yeah. Just yeah. I'm just mad at him. Bottom five, but yeah. All right, let's get on to another 
my terrible last game preview of the year, other than I don't know what we're going to do next year, but I mean, there's no fantasy points anymore. So uh, Detroit, Seattle, uh, terrible matchup. Uh, both teams have been eliminated. I, I, a good matchup, I guess, in reality, but I will say uh, Detroit is one of the most exciting eliminated teams to watch right now, though. Very uh, true. The sun God has been an absolute monster these last few weeks. And I just love watching Dan Campbell get sweaty on the sidelines. Over there. Can we so, pause? I've yeah, seen oh, people say that Amon Ross St. Brown is potentially the third best rookie wide receiver in this class, obviously behind Chase and uh, Waddle. A little uh, bit of recency bias there. It's See, a little, it is, but it's like fully realizing what the player can be. Obviously, there's a lot of people out for Detroit right now, so it's kind of like you know, if Hawkinson was there, if Swift was there, like, is this even happening? We don't know that, but can I've you seen tell a lot me of that people... you'd rather have a Monroe St. Brown over Devonte Smith in Dynasty right now? I think it's closer than you think. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not debating it because there's not really anyone else that you could really be like, oh, well, no. To, to throw no. I just saw somebody say that, and I thought it was interesting. I mean, I get it because of Devonte Smith being kind of hit or miss in fantasy, but as a actual receiver, he's the better athlete right now, and he's making the better plays. Amon Ra's just getting the targets because they have nothing else to play for, and the Eagles decided to run. So, all right, anyway, back to the game. I do love me some Sun God, and I'm looking forward to him in the future, and they are uh, going to be phenomenal, but Seattle's fall from grace has just begun and it's only going to get uglier for the fan base. Uh, I, good news is I don't think anyone was actually a fan of this team. I think they were all just 12th man's uh, bandwagoners. So, um, and this game should have some fantasy production. So both defenses are just terrible. Uh, my start here is the aforementioned sun God, St. Brown. Uh, he now has four straight games of 11 targets and he is catching damn near every one of them. So Campbell's liking what he has here. And this offense is only really one wide receiver and preferably a competent quarterback away from having a great offense. That offensive line is phenomenal. Swift Hawkinson coming back. Jamal Williams probably be in there next year as well. So uh, my sit here is most likely if you have Metcalf, you're not in the championship anyway, but it is Metcalf. Um, Other than the snow game in Seattle last week, which was just weird, but awesome. And I think we're all happy about that. uh, Lockett is back and should be the recipient of most of the targets for Russ. And I don't know what it is about Metcalf, but he's just not doing it this year. I mean, obviously Wilson's injury ever since Wilson's injury and the return Metcalf's highest score has been 13 in PPR leagues, a max of 60 yards in all five of those weeks. I don't get it either. And my stop here is I don't really have them. <laughs> just the lines are going to be good eventually. Probably maybe, I don't know. They'll find a way to screw it up. We've seen this though the whole season is we we all thought Detroit was better than they were playing. Like they were just getting really unlucky. You take those two losses, the 66 yard field goal, and then the other one where I think there was something silly that just happened. And they're exactly where they should be. I mean, I think there's even another one, probably. So I mean that we knew they weren't gonna make the playoffs or anything, but we thought they'd be like a seven and nine team or whatever, seven and ten team. And give them those weird losses as wins. And I mean, that's where they're at basically. I mean, they're not, they're not a terrible team They're And this is without their stars. So imagine what they can do with them and what they're going to do in the draft this year as well. Defense. That's they need to load up on some defense. Yeah. Hopefully they can get uh Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. Came on. looks like he's sure. slipping from the number one spot right now. So 
Yeah, him and Hutchinson. One, two. Now, Joe, what's your All last right. game of the year? I'm trying to think of a good intro for this game. <laughs> Who is it? Um, Jacksonville, New England. Um, ah, never mind. Woof. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, J-Rob. Peel up soon, buddy. Um, when they lost him last week, Dare Ungabale played 82% of the snaps after he was injured with hideout to injury. I think he's going to shoulder a lot of the load in this one. The Jags did sign undrafted rookie uh, Mikay Sargent off the Rams practice squad. He was with the team earlier in the year, so he might get some run. He's kind of built like J-Rob. Um, there's been an emphasis to get Marvin Jones the ball since uh, some random guy was fired that we have a button for. But uh, I think that J.C. Jackson covers him, so I wouldn't feel comfortable starting him. Bill Belichick absolutely destroys rookie quarterbacks, uh, so I really don't like anything on Jacksonville's side. Um, start Ugambale if you have to. Uh, he should get enough work to, to be relevant. Um, Damian Harris just dropped three touchdowns on the Bills last week. Uh, if Stevenson misses, absolutely start him. If Stevenson is back, temper expectations, but you're probably starting him too. Uh, the only other guy I really like in this game is Derek or uh, Derek Henry, Hunter Henry. <laughs> um, but uh, I think the Pats are really just going to try to run the ball down Jacksonville's throat in this one. So nothing too much to be excited about here. Well, yep. Billy's not really with us here right now because uh, OU is playing in the bowl game of some sort. Tostitos? Damn it. Should no, it's Valero. The Valero Alamo Bowl. Okay, I'll finish this out. Last Monday night football game of the year. All right, so it's Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Um, I don't think either of these teams want to actually win this game. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, they're both going to try and they're going to play their hearts out, but I don't think either team wants to win. We need to work on those draft picks for both teams because they need a lot of help. Um, Cleveland, I think you're starting Chubb, obviously. And I think Deontay Johnson's kind of solidified himself as a for sure starter. You're going to have to start Najee Harris. I don't like him in this game against Cleveland's defense. That's the only good thing they have going for him is their running defense is really good. And they just activated a bunch of people back from COVID that are going to shut down the run. Um, probably big Ben's last, I think it's their last, his last home game. This mm-hmm. it, probably ever for Pittsburgh. Um, unless he starts for another team. But, I mean, as far as him being a home Pittsburgh player, no. So I don't think that that means to start Big Ben or go pick him up and hopefully he's going to get something back. I don't think this is that week. Um, My sit for this game is sit Chase Claypool. It's over. I'm done with this guy. I'm not going to draft him next year. And I'm going to go into this offseason with a – chase claypool anti-bias like i i can't i can't do it with this guy um if they get when they get juju back next year between him and deontay i think they're better options or wait is juju juju's back next season i think he only was signed a one-year contract okay well so he's probably gone and i'm saying claypool is not your wide receiver too you're gonna need another option than him so hopefully they're gonna go out and sign somebody else i don't know who the quarterback's gonna be but they're probably going to go into the draft. And I just, I have not seen anything from Chase Claypool this season that makes me think that he's actually really good at football. I think last year was an anomaly. 
He had a couple of really weird games, including, you know, against Josh's Eagles. That was a very strange game looking game. back. Looking back, like this year, it would that would never happen. So I don't even understand how that did happen in the first place. So I think Cleveland ends up winning this just because they're slightly more talented and Baker Mayfield really needs to prove that he should get a contract from somebody. Cleveland's going to be really stupid to sign him back for the amount of money that he's going to get signed for. But at this point, I think they're going to have to. And I think they're going to have to work on a receiving core this offseason because they're going to have to get one of these dudes in the draft and hopefully they can maybe build something around that. But as the teams constituted on offense currently, if it's only going to be Nick Chubb and hunt, that's not going to work because when one of them's out, the other one can't take on a full workload apparently. So no, no, they can, they just won't. Well, but they don't, that's, that's the problem. If Stefanski's not going to do it, then I'm not going to say they can because if they don't trust Nick Chubb with, 100% 100% of the carries. I mean, it wouldn't have to be 100%. I'm just saying like 87% of the carries. Maybe he misses like 10 snaps in the entire game. If they if he can't do that, if Stefanski doesn't want them doing that, I don't know how you build an offense around that. I really don't. That's fair. Because they get hurt, and then that's a disaster. Hunt had his chance at being the only running back, and he couldn't do anything. Chubb is doing is doing really good work but if they if he's not going to get trust by Stefanski to be out there on important plays I'm not going to throw him out there I I'm going to miss these game previews I and am so and I'm fun. not because I just end up realizing that some of these teams I'm just I'm perplexed at how they use players uh, we can we can we can swap them out a little bit a little different different content next year but I I just I enjoyed really like deep and diving deep, deep diving yeah. these games. Deep diving yeah. these I'm games. I'm glad that we separated it. I'm glad we separated it from the main pod because having these pods be an hour and a half to an hour and fifty minutes is just that wouldn't work. Nobody wants to listen to all that. So yeah. people are getting and to listen to this. Some people are getting to listen to that. Once again, we're 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 men of the people. Like we'll we'll listen to you if you if you hate everything we do, let us know. If you like everything we do, also let us know. If you yeah, like I'm, some of the stuff and hate some of the stuff, once again, let us know. If you've made it this far into the podcast, I'm pretty sure starting next week we're going to go back to the single pods, um, just because week 18 we'll probably talk through it at the end of next week's pod. But do you guys want to do a about playoff football draft? Maybe we could do something like that. Yeah, let's do a let's three-man see. playoff draft next week. Sure. Maybe we'll do an underdog. Oh, like draft. like for the whole thing. Yeah. Let's do it. No, yeah. for sure. Okay. Well, follow us everywhere that you can follow us: Twitter, uh, TikTok, that would at the IDP weeks. Army. Follow us at Offensive Points. Uh, follow me and Joe. We're gonna go to the Senior Bowl here in a month, and it should be a lot of fun. Media credentials, baby. Media credentials. That's Josh didn't want to go because he hates looking at football players play football. So I would love to go, but I am unfortunately unable to go. He likes looking at long snappers. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more of a – there's not going to be that many long snappers there is what I heard, so uh, not a big fan. Billy has no idea Sorry. what we're talking about, and he's watching Oklahoma. <laughs> so I'm going to take this time <laughs> to talk good. about the Eagles. I was just kidding. I okay, good. You were going to let me talk about him, though, guys. No, I, we don't need to do that. All right, Joe, get us out of here.
Guys, thank you. Enjoy the week. Win your fantasy championships, and we will see you next week. Good night. Let's go.